Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. I am the aforementioned Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited to be with you here today with my guest, Deborah Myers. Deborah is a certified acupressurist and Jin Shin Jitsu practitioner. Did I say that right, Deborah? Yes. All right. Hey, Deborah helps people get and stay healthy. Since 1995, she has worked one-on-one with clients utilizing light, gentle touch to reduce stress relieve pain, and bring balance to body, mind, and spirit. Her sessions are available virtually as well as in person. Deborah is on a mission to teach others how they can be partners with their own bodies. She founded Deborah Myers Wellness to treat, educate, inspire, and empower people of all ages to achieve balance and integrated health. To share the magic of acupressure with kids, Deborah created an animated video of a nine-step self-help acupressure flow she calls the daily clean your house flow. She also wrote companion books that give clear explanations of the nine steps. Through one-on-one Jin Shin Jitsu treatments, coaching workshops, workplace wellness programs, the Productive Mindfulness School Program, and her easy self-help acupressure video and books, Deborah has helped thousands of people of all ages discover how they can take charge of their own health. Deborah Myers, welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thank you so very much. I'm honored to be here. All right. So this is going to be kind of a, a different flavor of a show for us today, folks. So, I mean, normally we just dive strictly into the speaker's journey, their tips for success and mistakes that they would advise you not to avoid. But Deborah has a particular area of expertise, too, that we want to dive into a little bit later on in the show. And that's how if you're a speaker and maybe you're nervous about getting on stage or you've just been sitting on Zoom webinars all day and your neck is cranking up or creaking like mine is right now or whatever and you need some techniques that will help you basically get relief and be prepared to perform your best be it a speaker on a virtual summit or getting on that live stage or whatever it may be so deborah again welcome let's dive first into your speaking journey so you've been at this for a while obviously and i in my mind i consider there to be three primary types of speakers the first is a keynote speaker who's paid a fee to go into an association or an organization and deliver a talk, a half-day training, whatever it may be. The second is what I call the platform seller. That's the person who is going to deliver content from the stage and then make an offer for some type of product or service directly from the platform that people can take advantage of if they so choose. And the third is what I call the business builder speaker. That's a person who might be just a 
chiropractor or an attorney or an electrician or whatever it may be, and they are just speaking at Rotary Clubs or Kiwanis or Chambers of Commerce or whatever, just to make people aware of what it is that they do so that if that person has a need for that at some point in time in the future, then they're the likely choice because they've come and shared valuable content with that particular audience. So keynote, platform seller, business builder. Which arena do you play in and why? Well, guess what? I do them all. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Because no matter where I go, there are people who are searching for ways to feel better, stronger, more vital in their bodies. And thus to be able to do what they want to do and maybe even get from where they are to where they want to be. And when I speak those words, it's about physical, mental, and emotional well-being to help the body make changes so that person can perform to their utmost ability and shine. Because when the energy's flowing, we get to shine. So go yeah. ahead, Deborah. So what that looks like is, for instance, I do I do keynote, I do trainings. Uh, companies hire me to whether it's in person or virtual to bring information to them. For instance, healthcare uh, wellness clinics, um, um, uh, technology companies. So there's a wide range of companies and organizations that come to me and ask for assistance. And those could be um, one hour uh, introductory kind of pieces, or they could be full five week plus, five uh, an hour each time to give information. Um, I love teaching workshops. Um, I offer a lot of them via Zoom, teaching what we can do for ourselves, utilizing self-help acupressure to let go of stress, relieve pain, promote healing, and to tell you the truth, to get out of our own way and, and be able to do what we want to do. And then I love teaching, uh, giving um, introductory talks, if you will. Um, locally, I've done a lot of uh, rotary groups and, and chamber groups. And mm -hmm. again, uh, introductory, but also being asked to offer actual workshops. So is any one of those models your particular favorite for some reason? I love doing uh, workplace wellness programs because those folks, first off, the employer wants it to happen. And second off, the folks who are attending have something at stake that they want to do better. So that's one piece. Um, you know, one thing I didn't mention is that I dearly, dearly love to do as well as I've, uh, you mentioned in the intro, um, I love working with kids. I've created a program for kids in schools. And whether I'm doing the parent workshop, the workshop for the teachers, or, or the school assembly, it's about the whole circle, all the folks involved with that community to help everyone have the information to allow the kids to shine the kids, the students to be able to let go of pressure, of stress, of anxiousness, uh, to feel stronger, more vital. Everything I do connects with the immune system. So it helps the immune system be stronger. And isn't that what everybody has wanted, especially over the last three years? So it's, that's what it's about, you know? So, so Deborah, how many years do we have to go back to that, maybe that first keynote presentation and what was your what was your memory of that particular time? 
Oh, good one. Um, it was actually probably my one one of my very first workshop trainings. Uh, so we're talking. I started doing what I'm doing now in 1995. It was an aha moment. The light bulb came on. Just do this. Get out of your way and do it. I've been studying and experiencing all my life. It was just time to step into it. And I immediately had a strong clientele, which I'm very blessed to say. And one of my clients happened to be a staff member, a teacher at a local um, company. It's a big employer. Um, it was the Sonoma Developmental Center. And they had a lot of teachers on staff and psych techs and psychologists and physicians and nurses. And he said, would you be he was one of the first ones that said, will you teach a workshop? And he attended my very first workshop. So there was a core group because mm -hmm. I was always spending time giving self-care guidance to my clients. And so it was the clients who came to me saying, will you just teach a workshop? And then this particular man said, would you come out to campus and teach us what to do, not only for ourselves, but for our clients? our patients. So yeah, that would be fun. And so that was like um, two or three years into my practice. Mm -hmm. And then for that, I created my first handouts, my first manual, my first everything. It just started going. It I was rolling with it. And I had so much fun being in creative mode for that experience. And I built from there. So one of the things, Deborah, that a, a person thinking about getting into the speaking industry has to decide is whether they want to be that keynote or that platform seller. And you mentioned you play in all those worlds or whatever, but as a keynote speaker, how do you determine, how did you determine what you were going to set your fees at for your particular trainings? The fee. That's how, did, how did you determine how you were going to set your fees? Did you base it on averages of the industry, try to go high, try to go low? Good question. Um, I searched out what was, especially when I was first getting started, searched out what was being offered, what was uh, the average that people were receiving. And what I realized is that what I offer is not the norm. And what I offer gives people the information that allows them to be better partners with their own body and it allows them to take steps into being better prepared for whatever they're being asked to do or asking their bodies to do. So um, I started asking for what I thought it was worth and I just kept going up. All right. So again, you've been at this for near three decades now so you're you're you know an old pro so to speak or whatever so what tips would you offer to the aspiring speaker to achieve greater success what are what are your biggest keys to success as a speaker discovering asking the questions of the person or people talking to me initially um about what they're searching for what do they want their their audience to receive what do they want to have their takeaways be for the individual as well as for the group at large so i come at it with that direction now here's the 
it's all it's not all new information. In fact, it's almost always somewhat the same. I just build on it and give them more of what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. All right. So, that's so when one, it comes, what, what might number two be, Deborah? Um, number two would be making sure I don't give them too much because then I overwhelm them with too much information. Mm -hmm. And that's tricky because I want to leave them with a skill set that allows them to boost their immune system, be calmer, be less anxious, be stronger, be more vital, um, have more vitality for all parts of their lives. So maybe it's a workplace that's brought me to them, right? And at the same time, when I hear from that human resource person or the manager that, hey, um, we want them to not only have a better existence at work, we want them to have a better existence in their daily life. Mm -hmm. And I'll, if I don't hear that from them, I ask that of them. Do you want me to give information that they can take from work and really make use of in all parts of their lives? And usually it's a resounding yes, sure. because those folks know that when they are having better day-to-day -day existence, that is going to show up at work. And if it shows up at work, they're going to be more productive, uh, be more available, be um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So, right. yeah. So let's flip that proverbial coin and, and jump over to the other side of the equation. And that is, what are some mistakes that you made along the way that you would advise others not to make? And one of them can't be, I delivered too much information. <laughs> Darn it. I thought that was <laughs> going to be one of the ones I was going to get to do. Um, well, one of them would be in the realm of not too much, but just saying is to not go too fast. Okay. So most everything Everything I do in my teaching, in my instruction, in my guidance, in my sharing is interactive. I am teaching what to do. So one of the big things I do, Brett, is I say, you know, you walk around with these things called fingertips 24-7. Why don't you learn how to make use of them? Here's our chance. Pull them out of your pockets and discover where you can place your hands um, to connect to energy balance points, to get the energy to flow. So you produce how you want to be. You are who you want to be physically, mentally, and emotionally. So in that realm, I need to be going slowly enough that they get the information. Now, what I always offer, and I've learned this early on, is to make sure I have a handout for them because I don't want them take, spending time taking notes. Okay. So you just deliver a PDF if it's a virtual event then that they can print out themselves or whatever to follow along. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if I answered your question as to what else well, should I You know, okay. that, that raises an interesting point because in terms of handouts, there will be some speakers that say never, ever give out a handout because you want them focusing 100% on you, whether it's virtually or whether it's an in-person event, rather than reading through that handout about what's going to be coming up down the pike and all that. Others will say you got to give them that guideline so that they're not waffling around or whatever you want to say. And and I mean, I can see it both ways. Obviously, yeah. you lean on the handout side. Yeah, I lean on the handout side because I'm giving them so many 
um, interactive experiences that I want them to know. So with that, I want them to take it home with them and to make mm -hmm. use of it or use it in the workplace. So what I will more often than not ask them for is I will say, you have received a handout, whether this is in person or the, or virtually, this is what I do. Um, you will have received a handout. Maybe it's right in front of you. And I want you to know that everything I'm talking about is in that handout and you don't have to follow it right now. Okay. So do me a favor and play along with me. Sure. And let's follow the, the steps and see whether you notice a difference just by doing it here and now. All right. So I want to dive a little bit more, Deborah, into your specific area of expertise and how that might help speakers in their day-to-day yes. -day functioning and all that. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. My guest this week is Deborah Myers of Deborah Myers Wellness. And, and Deborah, I want to dive now into your specific area of expertise. That's easy for me to say. And get into maybe some specific techniques that a speaker who maybe is nervous about an engagement coming up or, you know, person like me sitting at their desk all day who's a little bit overwhelmed with they got zoomitis or whatever you want to call it you know it's, it's not zoomtopia believe me so <laughs> how, how can you help us deborah oh i'm so glad you asked because this is where um i rock if you will because i love sharing this information it can make such a difference whether you are a speaker and an adult or whether you're a little kid in school and want to learn something that helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. That's the goal. So have you ever had moments of searching for the right word or yeah, searching, like, like one minute ago <laughs> or searching for um, clarity and focus so you can get across what you really want to get across in this moment? So. The areas of the body, a couple of the prime areas of the body for clarity and focus happen to be right at the back of the head at the base of the skull. So if you want to go along with me right now and just very gently touch the base of the skull, right on right, left on left, light, gentle touch, that energy balance area is all about consciousness and awareness, which then brings clarity and focus. So you can hold here and it will instantaneously bring your body physically, mentally, and emotionally to a place of being centered, being grounded, being available, not only for yourself, but for your audience. One of the prime areas to take care of that as well is to cup your forehead and hold the back of the head at the base of the skull. And you probably wouldn't want to do this if you were already in front of your group. 
<laughs> you think? <laughs> but maybe if you did it just as you were coming up on stage, if it was if it was live, you could do this because this energy balance point right here is all about keying into the memory, into your brain, into the cellular memory of what's available and what you want to share with others. So this is prime one. And it doesn't matter which hand is where. And again, it's always light, gentle touch. And it's not, it's not this, huh? No, it's not that. That could affect voice. <laughs> but let's talk about voice. Um, so by the way, when I work with kids, this would be a key one. And this would be a key one for studying. So if it works for kids, it will work for adults. Because we're the same energy bodies, no matter what. Sure. So voice how many times have you felt kind of dry throat, dry voice, and you need to get the juices flowing, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, which then also stems right to being able to speak the words you want to have come out and be able to project them with full breath, have to have breath flowing for the voice to be shared. So there's a prime one for that. And it's actually also helps to boost your immune system. So right off the bat, and so you'd probably do this prior to your event, cup your shoulders so your fingertips are at the top inside corners of your shoulder blades. Light, gentle touch. And you might find that just bringing your elbows up a little bit helps if your arms can do that. If we have a shoulder project, by the way, I call things projects instead of problems because projects are a lot more fun to work with and have a beginning and an end. So holding right at the top inside corner of the shoulder blade literally connects with the immune system. I'm going to mirror you, keeping your right hand at that spot, bring your left hand to your left chest just below your collarbone. That's connecting with an energy balance point that's all about gathering in the energy and dispersing it throughout your body, gathering in the breath, gathering in the ability of your body to take in information and move it through. And then you switch to do the other side. This works so well that it connects with throat, helps dry throat, helps sore throat go bye-bye. Um, and it connects with the immune system in such a way that it can boost it. This is one of the best things to do while you're traveling. So if you are a speaker who travels a lot for, for guest appearances, this would be one to do on the airplane because it helps to filter bad air. Hmm. So when you do this, you're helping immune system, you're helping voice, throat, respiratory system, and overall helping your voice project. That's a big one. I do that a lot prior to events. When I'm traveling, it's my main go-to. It's my best friend on the plane or in any space where there's recirculated air. And think about that. If you are a keynote speaker going to live events and you are in a room full of recirculated air with all those folks, you want to make sure you're filtering the air, filtering the information, filtering everything so you can be this healthy individual ready to express yourself. You can do all that by doing this. Hmm. Then there's another one. Can I throw uh, out another one for you? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So there, if you take your fingertips right underneath your collarbones, and gently go from out 
to end towards your sternum to the breastplate, you might discover, you will discover that there is a triangular indentation right there. Feel that? Now, it doesn't matter which hand you're going to use. I'm going to mirror you. So if, if you want to be mirrored, take your left hand and cup the sternum so your thumb is on one side and your fingertips are on the other. Just like that. Perfect. That's connecting with the energy balance area that's all about respiratory system, voice, and movement. With your other hand, I'm going to move my computer screen for just a moment. Hold your hand on your tummy right below your navel. This is so easily done that you can do this in front of people and they won't notice that you're doing it. And when you do this, you are helping bring calm and bring breath and open up voice, open up throat for the voice to happen and it helps project. I work with professional singers. This is one of the big ones and professional speakers. When you do this before and even during a presentation or a musical, a, spe uh, a music event, mm -hmm. it helps bring up the voice and project it because it's connecting with breath. In fact, one of the big things, if you are a speaker, a singer, or just being present in the moment with anyone you're with, the big thing is to have your breath available. The big thing that will take away your breath, right? did you know this, is locking your knees. Have you ever heard that? If you are a singer, you have been told by your voice instructor to not lock your knees. Because if you lock your knees, you're not going to have the voice to project. Hmm. It just won't happen. You got to have the breath available. When you do this and this... It creates so much space for breath and for the voice to be out there and received by ears out in the world that it's just, it's like almost instantaneous and it causes your knees to relax. Well, I need to employ that because my wife talked me into singing in the choir for Easter. So I, I'm, okay, not, then. I'm not, I'm not a singer, but I need all the help I can get. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. So, and this, by the way, works whether you're seated or standing. Everything I'm showing you can be done when you're sitting, standing, lying down or any combination thereof. So one of the big things I share with folks is, um, I created a um, nine-step self-help acupressure flow years ago that I call the daily clean your house flow. It recognizes the body you walk around in is your house. And if you clean it out every day, you're ahead of the game. Get rid of the dust bunnies and cobwebs. Give it a good vacuuming. So I start every day doing the daily clean your house flow. It's a simple nine-stepper. Simple. In fact, one of them, the very first one, is to give yourself a hug. And you're connecting with energy balance points that are all about anywhere from your elbow on up. There's no wrong because there's no right. Light, gentle touch. Mm -hmm. And you're connecting with respiratory system as well as heart health. You're connecting with the energy balance points at your mid-back that are really hard to reach that open up the lungs and open up the diaphragm and give you the space to be in a strong, immune-boosted body. So giving yourself a love hug off and on throughout the day is huge to give yourself that space. So I teach everybody the daily clean your house flow. 
whether you're a student, whether you're a client, everybody learns it. And I, I wrote it based on Jinshin and acupressure, I don't know, uh, 25 years ago, maybe 23 years ago. And then over the last five years, I put it to animated video. So you can go to my website and click on get the animated video now. It's yours as my gift. Put in your name and email address and you'll get the animated video. And it is the nine step. And kids love it, but adults love it just as much because guess what? We're and all kids. We'll, we'll make sure the website's down in the show notes, but that is at DebroMyersWellness.com, correct? Correct. Correct. Right. Thank you. And when you learn that nine step and do it, it creates a phenomenal foundation that everything else I've shown you builds on top of that. So when I created that animated video, it was my dream to bring it into the schools. All of a sudden, it just started gelling. Mm -hmm. So out of that, I also wrote guidebooks. I have uh, self-help acupressure for grownups, for students and teachers, and for kids and parents. And all the information is about helping the body, helping the person walking around in that body recognize how easily they can be a better partner with their body. What I love saying, Brett, is the one person you're going to have the longest relationship with is yourself. So make it the best one you can ever, ever have. All right. Well, absolutely true. And, you know, if, if you're an aspiring speaker, there, there's lots of pieces to put into place to build a successful speaking business. But being at your very best should be at the top of the list. And so I would encourage you to try some of these techniques that Deborah shared with us so that you can be your best, whether it's just in the day-to-day, -day, being on a Zoom call or being on a live stage, whatever it may be. Don't exactly. hesitate to employ these techniques so that you can perform at an even higher level. So Deborah, any final words of wisdom for folks before we wrap her up for this episode? I would love to share with you, you were talking about a tight neck, okay? This one will help. This will help. And another one that will really help is this is going to sound silly, but I want you to sit on your hands. Fingertips up like so. It's the second step in the daily flow. If this brought breath into the body, sitting on your hands at your sit bones will bring that breath into every cell of your being, creating vitality throughout because that's what that energy balance point is all about. And you may have noticed right then, the minute you did that, that you sat up straighter. Well, I, I definitely got propped up. So how long should one hold this particular? Good. At least a couple good breaths. And you might also notice, Brett, that what you experienced was an actual lumbar curve in your mm -hmm. lower back. All of a sudden, it was there. It's always been there. I mean, we walk around with a spinal column that needs that lumbar curve. But sometimes because we've been sitting too long or we have a tendency to be slouchers, whether we're sitting or standing, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. it kind of loses that ability to have that beautiful curve. It, our bodies need that to have strong abdominal muscles. So when you sit on your hands, you're creating the space for that to happen. It'll improve your posture, improve the alignment of your spinal column. Then may I suggest... You that may. keeping your right hand at the right sit bone, bring your left hand over to that shoulder right there where your neck and shoulder come together. That one is going to be prime for helping your body elongate the spinal column, have more room to live and move 
to increase agility, flexibility, and then you switch to do the other side. This one works so well, it can help prevent injury. It is my best friend out in the garden, let me tell you. And do they all work equally well regardless of age? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. In fact, I work with professional athletes and they do this in order to perform better at their sport. I work with professional speakers, professional musicians, um, actors, and I work with kids. I just did a school assembly where I had a five-year-old on up to 12 learning and experiencing and appreciating what differences came out of it. And the teachers are expressing that. All right. Well, you know, this is certainly a, a new area that we are sharing on the spotlight on speaking show today. And I want to give sincere thanks to my guest, Deborah Myers, for sharing this bit of wisdom with us all. I encourage you to check it out and to check out Deb's free resource again at DebraMyersWellness.com. And as always, I wish you all the greatest of success in all that you do. And may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Shine. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.